When life is pulling you in a million different directions, how do you find time for the people who matter to you? Who are those people? What makes you feel like you're not alone? We're going to talk about this stuff for a bit. Hang out with us. I'm Nadia Halim. Welcome to The Opposite of Lonely. So this is episode two of The Opposite of Lonely, and most listeners will have realized by this point that this is not a dating podcast. There are already lots of excellent podcasts out there about modern romance, about dating, about maintaining relationships. That is covered. What I'm more interested in is looking at other kinds of human relationships that don't get as much airtime, but that can also be really important to us. And one of these is sibling relationships. If you Google siblings, you'll get a lot of stories on sibling rivalry and on how to parent siblings, but not a whole lot looking at adult sibling relationships. A rare exception was a recent NPR article by Robin Morantz Heinig called Adult Siblings Can Make Our Lives Healthier and Happier. And in it, Heinig notes that the adult sibling relationship is not that widely researched by sociologists or psychologists, despite the fact that, as she points out, we're tethered to our brothers and sisters as adults far longer than we are as children. Our sibling relationship relationships, in fact, are the longest-lasting family ties we have. She did find a couple of interesting factoids. In one large U.S. study in 1992, two-thirds of people asked said that a brother or sister was one of their best friends. And a Swedish study found that satisfaction with sibling contact in one's 80s was closely correlated with health and positive mood, more so than with satisfaction with friendships or relationships with adult children. So with this in mind, I've invited a couple of friends of mine who have adult siblings to talk about those relationships. So let me introduce them. Dr. Vanessa Lehan is contract faculty at York University in Toronto, where she teaches critical thinking to undergrads. She works primarily in the area of philosophy of logic and also sometimes publishes on pedagogy. Daniel Rothstein is the urban geographer, an artist, writer, and cartographer whose work examines our relationship to the places we inhabit. He is the author and illustrator of two coloring books, All the Libraries Toronto, featuring every branch of Toronto Public Library, and A Colorful History of Toronto, featuring Toronto's historic sites. Recently, he worked with Lindsay Lickers and Art Starts on the Cartography 17 Project, a giant, collaboratively made, decolonized map of Toronto. His work has also appeared in Spacing Magazine, The Glow and Mail, and Now Magazine. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So I'm going to start off asking you about your siblings. How many siblings do you have? What are their ages? Uh, Are they around or are they far away? Uh, Vanessa, why don't you start? So I have a very big blended family, which is maybe not that unusual anymore. But I grew up with three siblings, two brothers and a sister, and then I have three stepsisters. Do they live uh, around, or are they sort of scattered around? Or I have uh, two brothers and a stepsister who are close by in Ontario, and then uh, all of the rest of my sisters live out west, so two in Calgary and one in BC. Daniel, how about you? I'm the youngest of three siblings in total, and my sister Elise is seven years older than me, and my brother Jonathan is four years older than me. And after many years of us being scattered around, we all now live in Toronto, though this semester I'm in school. I'm living in rural Guelph, but typically (laughs) we're in Toronto all together. Okay. Guelph isn't that far away. Yeah. So you guys, so you grew up in, in large families. Um, oh, and your your siblings are close enough in age that you mostly, for the, for the most part, were all in the same house together when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. They weren't like adult siblings who were somewhere else. You were all together? Yeah. We had communal Friday night dinners together. 
uh, every meal together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, my brothers are both a fair bit older than my sister and I, so they kind of were around for most of our childhood. But um, we were kind of teenagers, just Tawny and I together. And I would say, like, I am the prototypical youngest sibling, and my identity is hugely shaped by the fact that I have two older siblings. Okay, that's interesting, because, yeah, that was sort of what I was leading into, um, is do you feel like that your relationship with your siblings defined you in some way? Were you, like, the smart one, the funny one, the mouthy one, the sporty one, because some, you know, that was, you had a role that differentiated you from your siblings? Do you want to talk about that a bit, Daniel? I think that the dynamic between the siblings was not one of opposition, but one of like passing the battalion. My sense of style, art, music, rebellion, the high school I chose, all were dependent on the choices of my siblings. And I think that partially is owed to the fact that like the gap between us is like a harmonious gap, one that doesn't overlap, like to the point of stepping on each other's toes. Like when I was entering high school, my brother had just departed high school and my sister was just finishing university. So there was this breathing room that I think led to kind of a, like a passing of the torch. I've heard from other people. I have another friend who has like five older brothers. <laughs> and when he was in high school, he was into you know, like it was the 80s. And he was into all these prog bands and 70s bands because those are the records that his brother had passed down to him. <laughs> his brothers had passed down to him and that he, you know, had been hearing them listening to when he was growing up. Is that, did so stuff like that happen with you? Yeah, I feel like I can claim legitimately like times that I didn't experience because of my sister, like she had like authentic plaid and grunge tapes and like thus I had them. <laughs> oh yes. Thank goodness for older siblings musical taste. <laughs> or as adolescents we would have been listening to terrible things. Exactly. <laughs> Vanessa, what terrible things? <laughs> oh, New Kids on the Block I avoided <laughs> probably just because my brothers would have thought it was so, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> though i owe a uh, a period of dave matthews band listening to my brother so oh. yeah <laughs> so it's not a perfect streak but on the other hand you can blame it on him right yeah exactly <laughs> but also as the youngest like i think it's led to a complex because i don't know what's mine or like what choices were mine or if that's even even an even valid question but like i just know that my identity is like highly formed by sibling position oh that would be the case even if you were you know higher up in the rankings i think oh good rest assured <laughs> yeah <laughs> vanessa did you and tawny like share all your stuff and and listen to all the same things or were you was there was there a clear difference between you because we are only two years apart i think there's a little bit more sibling rivalry there at least in the sense of um, she's younger, so her trying to distinguish herself from me. So we had very separate interests. Uh, she went into music, which was something that I have zero or a negative amount of talent in, uh, <laughs> and acting and things like that. So she kind of carved out her own little niche that was very separate from the things that I did. That's interesting. Of course, you know, your siblings are not here, so they'll, they'll listen to this later. And <laughs> I'm definitely keeping the fact that my siblings will be listening to this in mind, and I hope that doesn't numb my question. So let's uh, just, like, forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Vanessa, do you feel like maybe you, yeah, uh, Tawny might not have been as interested in the arts if you had been really good at it? And 
conversely, do you feel like you sort of went into, you, you know, you're, not, you're now a professor of logic. Is that something that she had no interest in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, she did like math as well. Even more than me, you know, um, arithmetic I found boring. It wasn't until much later in high school that I thought, oh, I like math. So, and she was always much better in school. So it's strange that I just kept going to school. Uh, but I think as the older sibling, you're less threatened, I guess, by their identity. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter so much what they're doing. Did you both get along when you were kids? Like, would you describe your relationship when you were kids with your siblings as, as <laughs> did there, was, was there more fighting than getting along or was there, or how, how would you, how would you characterize it? We all have one sibling that we have always fought a lot with. Interesting. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> and it's always, it's the one that's closest in age for all of us. And uh, I always thought that Tawny and I didn't fight so much as many other siblings. Uh, there's very little physical altercation, but she would tell a different story <laughs> about that. <laughs> so in her kind of, in her mind, we actually fought quite a lot growing up. <laughs> in her mind. In her mind. <laughs> so when you're recollecting like other family instances, is there a gap or is it just in this situation? Oh, there's always some gap. But I guess that it was more acrimonious in her mind than it was in mine. You're such an older <laughs> sibling in that regard. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's like you have no idea how much you meant to us, and like oh. that every little <laughs> thing was caused like an echo that is personality shifting. So interesting. Yeah. So how, Danielle, how about you? Were you were you did you get along with your siblings at the time when you were kids, or was there was there much acrimony? Well, between my sister and I, there was enough of an age gap that like there was like kind of we didn't really come into that much conflict. Maybe I was a spoiled brat. So I was the cause <laughs> of the conflict and I admit that now. I'm sorry, Jonathan and Elise, but uh, my brother and I definitely got into fights and I remember like he had a, has a really good imagination and I like to just like with my toys, I would just like arrange them in like dioramas. And he got really mad at the fact that I didn't go into his imaginary worlds and that caused conflict oh okay but we're both weaklings <laughs> like we're art kids so like the fights that we would have gotten in would have been pretty uh light <laughs> <laughs> so you also found in in both cases because i guess you had you, you had large families where there were these little kind of factions within the larger group <laughs> or sort of uh like pairs that sort of were closer or fought more or just interacted more yeah, like the the closeness in age, I think, is like factor number one in determining conflict, as Vanessa said. Yeah, whether they're stepping on your toes socially and stuff. Oh, okay. Was that an issue when you guys were in school? Was it like these are my friends, those are your friends, or or <laughs> stuff like that? Uh, my younger sister came to university for her undergrad in the same place where I was, and it was so weird because people thought that she was me. <laughs> so we look, I guess, a lot alike. <laughs> and uh, so people would come up and interact with me as though they knew me and I had never met them before. So oh, that's weird. Yeah. So that was kind of strange. There was a lot of overlap <laughs> there that didn't happen in high school because in high school, you're kind of, you know, tied to your year of people. But it's not like we fought over people. We just hung out too much. 
I, I mean, I, I have, I myself, I have one sibling, a brother, uh, Skander. Hi, Skander. He's probably going to listen to this, <laughs> who is um, almost six years younger than me. And so, you know, there were just the two of us. So I don't really have any experience with that issue of the, you know, the dynamics that develop between multiple siblings. Um, and also because there was a bit of, a, of an age difference between us. We, you know, we just weren't that close. We did fight a lot when we were little, <laughs> but we're still, we're still not that close. But I'm curious, uh, what, what interests me about you guys is that you do uh, seem to have pretty solid relationships with your siblings as adults. And uh, I wanted to ask, was that, did that kind of develop seamlessly? Like, were you, did you get along as kids and then you continued and now you're good friends? Or did you go through a period when, you know, you you all kind of wanted to develop your own lives and you kind of had to go off and do your own thing for a while before you could come back and, and relate to the person. How did that work? How did the transition from childhood to adulthood work? With my brothers, it was pretty seamless. But there, I guess there was a period where we didn't see each other that much before I moved back out east here. And with my sister, Tawny, we... Uh, I think got too much of each other when when we lived together and went to school together. Right. And so our relationship has gotten a lot better. Somehow out of that conflict, we figured out how to interact a little bit better. And we still fight, but we're definitely closer than I am with any of my other siblings. Yeah, and in that way, like conflict signals care in a twisted way so like the fact that you're in conflict with your sibling i feel like if you did a study like those who like fought with their siblings a lot as kids might be in a still in a meaningful relationship with them as adults and if you didn't have conflict yeah i mean if you're actually fighting with someone you're engaging with them rather than walking away from them so yeah Mm -hmm. so uh daniel did you sort of go through a period when you were like i know you've traveled a fair bit right like you've lived in other parts of the world did you sort of have a chance to kind of be your own guy and not be just defined as the youngest brother yeah but in that so like going back to that like passing the battalion that was like added to the ease of transition and so when my brother was in university i went to visit him and he visited my sister when he was in university and um it was pretty seamless i think one of the things that is like the most i owe to the transition of into adult friendship with my siblings is at the time when i was in university and my brother was living in uh halifax we were each other's my five you know, so there was like an open line between us and we could call each other whenever for free, which was like a big deal at the time. And we <laughs> called it our hotline. So like, and we would like, he would call me like, you know, at night when he was going for a walk and we would talk about like what was on our minds and, um, and uh, my sister as well, she was living in England and she would call every now and then. And there was something about the distance after that like really intense child experience then the breathing room but like because we could we knew where each other were coming from like those phone conversations and that like let's say seven year period of time were i think essential in the transition to like the relationships we have now and that's interesting too because you sort of got like a certain amount of control over that kind of uh interaction it's not like they're they're your roommate <laughs> and they're there all the time. Like the, with the phone call, it's it's like, you know, you're off doing your thing and yet you can be in communication with this person at the same time. It's a nice balance, it sounds like. Yeah. And then in, to, in response to that nice control, I then visited my brother in Halifax and moved to Halifax and became his roommate. So, oh. <laughs> so you know, I was like, I don't want any more control. <laughs> How did that 
Rico. It was excellent. Your sibling makes the best roommate because you can tell them like it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so disagree. What? <laughs> oh, tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would not be uh, roommates with any of my siblings. <laughs> Have you tried it, though? Well, yeah. Like I said, my, my sister and I lived together in university. And um, whew, it was rough. But I think... In my family, we don't have a lot of boundaries. Mm. (laughs) And so that can make things difficult. And I, in particular, just have no idea how to say no. Can you think of a non, uh, not terribly embarrassing example of that? <laughs> oh, it's more more importantly, can I think of an example that won't get me in trouble when my siblings listen to this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, when my oldest niece was born, I was in high school. And uh, I sent my brother a whole bunch of money because he claimed that he didn't have money for groceries. Even though... I knew that I should just say no, and he would find it somewhere else. So is money is money often then you know is is that a thing that's you guys fight over or or it's a source of tension? Because that's often a case it, just in family relationships generally. I don't know that we fight over it really. We kind of uh, pretty early on decided that we just don't give each other money and we don't really talk about it that much. Yeah, and that that to me like is another key of the adult relationship is that there is a boundary like like the intimacy I have with my siblings like I don't talk about it all like as I would with other friends. There is like a like some unspoken walls. Oh, interesting. Like how <laughs> can, can you can you articulate those walls or is it? Yeah, like I mean talking about relationships uh, I, I feel pretty comfortable talk, saying a lot about like my romantic relationships with my siblings, but then there's a point at which I don't. And also when it comes to um, dealing with my relationship with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that, you know, that's a realm I work out with other people, you know, with a friend, I might like be quicker to confront some things, but because you're like with your siblings for life, I will like, okay, I'm going to deal with this and other <laughs> channels okay that's interesting because yeah this is one of the things that i I was i was gonna ask you guys about is is the whole dealing with conflict thing because i think when you make friends as an adult when you meet when you meet people um and they've only known you as an adult and they've only known you you know when you meet them for the first time in you know kind of a civilized social setting once you become closer friends with them if something starts to bother you it can be hard to bring it up because you know you're you that means kind of like breaking down this wall that's been there of you know civility politeness um and i know that can be that can be really difficult to that's like a next step in a friendship often that can be a hard wall to to get to get past but um a sibling is someone that you know you grew up with you probably called them stupid poo head many many times before you hit puberty and maybe after you hit puberty uh so it's like that there there is no veneer of civilization <laughs> someone that you know you have been a small child with so yeah is that is that something that makes it easier to call out your siblings when you have an issue with them. On the other hand, I can imagine that that could also mean that there's, you know, that there are just long-standing arguments and all of you at this point just know better than to ever go there because they will never be resolved. Like, how do you, what do you think? Well, in the same way that, like, I had a harmonious roommate relationship with my brother, like, when something's bothering me about him, I can tell him. (laughs) But I also know that there's certain things that he like can't hear from me because of just like the 
mingling marination of our long history and um but nevertheless i'll try (laughs) but yeah like it i do like confronting something that is bothering me about my siblings is easier and you know with my sister as well because of that like she is seven years older and there's like i respect her a lot and but there's that there's a bit of a greater gap in our age so i tell her less like it is because i'm like oh Elise, you are great. She's still kind of the older sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, she's still on a pedestal. That's nice. Well, yeah. You know, I want to, yeah, let's be honest with ourselves here. Yes. <laughs> Vanessa's like, speaking as an older sister, this is. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's very interesting hearing the younger. I wish I were on a pedestal. I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my family, we, uh, we, we fight. And and then it's done, and then there's crying and hugging. So (laughs) some things, some political things, I guess, we wouldn't maybe bring up if we don't feel like getting into it. Mm, But, yeah, we're just not really a family that keeps things bottled up. Yeah, that's sort of the impression I've I've had from, you know, from (laughs) when you've talked about your family before, is that, you know, the the lines of communication at least are open, even if what's going through them is not always, is not always pretty. Yes. Yeah, and in my family, I would say we let it all out as well, but I guess (laughs) it sounds like there's divergent worldviews in your family, whereas maybe I'm lucky that we all kind of like have the same political opinion so there's a or like shades of the same side so like there's we don't have to censor ourselves and we know that if even when we're not censoring ourselves that won't push each other away it's not something you have to kind of like negotiate around yeah yeah hmm that's nice, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Great gratitudes, gratitudes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my siblings, my, my stepsisters, so they didn't become my sisters until we were teenagers. And so we were kind of almost grown before we even really met each other. Mm-hmm. And that makes it easier, I think, dealing with conflict with them because it doesn't have all this history. It could, you could just be like, dude, you're being really annoying right now. I just need a break from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's fine. When your family first became blended, how did you feel about having stepsisters? Was it like, oh, hell no, these people are not my family? <laughs> or was it, <laughs> or did you sort of like them right off? Or did you like, did you all get along? We didn't really get along right away. There was some awkwardness, I suppose, because uh, it's strange being sort of kind of thrust into that sort of intimacy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With someone that you haven't grown up with. But I think it was fairly quick. We developed what feels like a pretty natural sibling relationship now. I mean, when I was looking at your questions for this podcast, I realized we've been siblings now for longer than we lived before when we were not siblings. Right, so, right. You, I mean, I know that you have nieces and, you know, you're, you're, you're also, you're a great auntie now, like you're developing a relationship with those nieces. So is that, is that sort of uh, a big part of what your relationship is with your sisters now that you hang out and you, you know, do, do auntie stuff with the nieces or like, what is it? What, what do you guys do together? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot uh, of activities around the kids now and less, um, putting on outfits and going out drinking as it was when we were younger, (laughs) but that's good too. It's a kind of tighter connection with the nieces. And and I have a nephew now because 
there's just, you know, you have to see them frequently because they just, they age, <laughs> they get old so quickly. So <laughs> every time you see them, they's like, yeah, they've grown. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, for my sisters that live out West, I might see them less frequently if it weren't for the kids. Cause you know, it's like, oh, you're 40. I could see you every five years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's, what's happening? Same old. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except for the kids. Or you could talk on the phone and it's kind of as good. Or you can Skype now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with the kids, it's just, yeah, the kids you've got to see and squeeze them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Daniel, I know that you and uh, at least, well, at least your brother um, and have a lot in common in terms of the kind of stuff you're into and the things that you're doing. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. Well, I wonder how much I owe that to the fact that I just like stole his interests. <laughs> <laughs> He molded you in his image. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, yeah, exactly. Like he taught me how to like use Photoshop and blog and, you know, like a lot of the skills that I'm have void my career have come from like learning from him. But I, I also, um, I, I visited Halifax when I was living in Montreal. My brother was living there and I was like, what is this magical world and these amazing humans? And um, so I moved there and I like systematically became friends with all his friends. And fortunately they embraced me and that (laughs) went well. Um, And now we like share a community and then that went the other way. You know, I have moved to Guelph and spent some time in Guelph and we've like, you know, it's no longer just me being a younger Sib, like, bleaching off of my brother it's it's a mutual (laughs) relationship and my sister as well like we uh we have all the same friends and when when one of us has a party we're you know it's like not a oh we're going into this other sphere where we have to like kind of like censor ourselves or not be our full selves like there are a few like diehard Rothstein um pals of ours who are f- equally friends with all of us that's nice yeah, yeah it's so it's, it's really nice and and it and our social lives are converging as we speak um and that's just feels good and especially i mean we weren't living in the same city for a really long time so i just think that yeah it's 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 good luck that we're all into similar things and we build off of each other and share each other's community like what kind of things what are what are some projects and stuff that you guys have worked on together uh well my brother is a um he is a cartoonist and graphic designer so an artist and so i owe a lot of my like ins into art making based on like lessons from him and experiences that he shared and events that he invited me to did you guys draw together when you were little did you like sit around and draw pictures together yeah we um he had a comic book series that featured uh joker and harley from batman but it was like fan fiction nice <laughs> um and i had a column in it where i had um, a character it was a pencil that was also a bear <laughs> Of course. (laughs) And so, yeah, the collabs were early, early onset collabs. And my sister, her choices engendered the things that I got up to. Like, I originally was um, in school for business at McGill, and that's only because my sister did that. And I was like... I'm like my sister, so I'll like this. And I ended up really not liking it and shifting gears. But um, (laughs) that just, like, shows the sense of, like, how much she has influenced me. Oh, interesting. Is she still in business? Is that that what she pursued? She has um, 
went into kind of like a, a environmental sustainability, like from a business side, worked for WWF and now works for Urban Trans doing like consultation for um, Metrolinks about transportation. So uh, yes, we're all members of the Young Urbanist League. Our <laughs> interests have converged. <laughs> I'm so jealous that you all live in the same city. It's really nice. And my sister is pregnant now and oh. it's the first baby of our generation, like of all the cousins as well. And that will surely bring us closer and as soon as she trusts us to take care of her child. <laughs> Unclehood. Yes, Unclehood. You'll teach him to draw, I'm sure. Yeah, they can be the next uh, contributor to Jonathan's serial cartoon from childhood. Vanessa, what, what are fun things that you do with your nieces? Oh, everything that I do with them is fun. Uh, I do a lot of baking with the nieces because, uh, you know, that involves eating too. So it's all the good things in life. (laughs) And I guess, you know, I just like baking too. And I like uh, going swimming with them a lot because I actually don't really go swimming that much by myself for some reason. With kids, it's fun to go swimming. As an adult, you're kind of like, oh, it's just boring. I'm just going back and forth here. (laughs) (laughs) This is inspiring me as a future uncle. So thank you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, basically everything that you do with them is fun. Uh, One of my nieces once Skyped me so that I could watch her playing a video game. And that was boring. (laughs) <laughs> but that's the only thing. I was like, okay, sweetie, I have to go now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's that face that, you know, when when kids are haven't quite yet developed the ability to tell when something that is fascinating to them is really not interesting to other people. And they're like, but you have to play this video game, but it's the greatest thing. I don't understand. I don't understand why this isn't mesmerizing to you, <laughs> watching me play But it. that's the beauty of the uh, aunt-uncle relationship, is that you get to step away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or at least I think. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably going to do another episode at some point on aunties and uncles, because that's also super interesting to me. Yeah, the sort of the <laughs> all the fun parts of being a parent, and, and then you get to hand them back at the end of the day. Right? Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, uh, can you tell me about a time um, that you and your siblings were there for each other? Like, is this a relationship that you are able to draw support from uh, if something major happens in your life? Yeah. uh, Like just recently, my brother was weighing in on like a job um, situation where he had to choose what, like he had a few interviews and a few positive responses. And, you know, I, he called and we spoke at length about um, the choice he was making and the, in the job he ended up going for is within the Jewish community. And I like Mm -hmm. had to like give him advice, but like, um, give him a warning that that advice was coming through my own baggage of like the Jewish community in Toronto. So that was a funny situation. Um, and my sister, she was experiencing chronic pain a few years ago and, Mm. um, just supporting her in that. And, uh, I remember having some revelations about like taking care of myself during those periods of time that I was excited to share with her. And mm-hmm. I remember my advice to her was like to um, cook without recipes. <laughs> that was like my like mental exercise I presented to her because I, I I can't explain to you. I was living on Toronto Island at the time and 
uh, was like felt kind of uh, in a Zen mood. And I like shared this Mm -hmm. wisdom with her. And I don't know if she took that up or if that helped at all, but I certainly felt like I was helping. (laughs) And uh, she also, I like had like a, around that period of time, just had like a, like, you know, fork in the road life crisis and i remember sitting in allen gardens and crying with her and her being like it's okay it's okay so lots of support over the years it's nice i guess i mean one of the the advantages of of having siblings in situations like that is a they've known you forever so they you know when they give you job advice or whatever it's from a background of actually knowing (laughs) who you are and what you like and what you do and how you react to situations and also yeah and also just kind of having that level of intimacy that you can cry in front of the person and, and it won't be the first time probably you know yeah and but then uh, the flip side of that is like uh, we share the same baggage so like i can't give advice <laughs> right <laughs> and vanessa how about you uh oh my siblings uh we always have each other's back and we always have it's sort of the defining feature of our relationship so I was thinking about, I I have these uh, two sisters who fight quite a lot and they live in the same city, but have decided that they need to kind of decouple (laughs) to use that language. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they don't, uh, they don't really, uh, you know, hang out or see each other that much. Uh, But then uh, my one sister was going through some issues with her partner and needed a place for her and her kids to go. And so even in spite of all this kind of, you know, toxic badness between them, the other sister sister just immediately said, well, come live in my house with me for however long. And it really wasn't even a question. And it's not, it wasn't a surprise to any of us that that was on offer. And there are lots of scenarios like that where, you know, what really matters is that we're there for each other when they need it. And I mean, that must be, that must make you feel, that's, give you a kind of security in your life that you you know that if something goes down there are these people who you can call and they will help you out of course yeah yeah it's like the unconditionalness um which is like you have to work toward and build with a non-sibling but it's just kind of like built in and i don't i don't want to take it for granted because i know some people have relationships that are conditional with their siblings but that like familial constants is is real so to, to 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 lighten things up a little bit what about in jokes because i was thinking this is a big thing like i said my, my brother and i aren't super close but one of the things that is great about having a brother is that there are these jokes that will make absolutely no sense to anyone else on earth <laughs> that we will in- both instantly get if one of us like if one of us says what were you expecting a duck the other one will crack up and the reason the reason for that has to do with something my dad said in like 1982 and would take forever to explain and would not be funny to anyone else if i explained it <laughs> but, but i'm still cracking up just thinking of it so how about you guys like are there are there like are there things that you find funny that you know your siblings will find funny (laughs) yesterday um my mom needed us to all be present in the bank to like let my sister onto an account that she had and we it was like this friday night family trip to the bank (laughs) and we were all present together and uh i made a joke like it's like we're in one of mom's emails and our mom is like notorious for sending these like 
capitalized subject um, emails that have like one word in them as the as the body, and like that was a like a hearty belly laugh that required okay. the like intimate knowledge of my mother's emails. <laughs> so that was a recent example of an in joke. Mm, all of ours involve making fun of our parents. And so I'm, I'm going through this list <laughs> in my that's head That's not uncommon, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one else finds your parents as funny as you do. No, it's totally true. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're the one that's been traumatized by their quirks. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, I mean, I have this friend uh, who's been, who I've been friends with since we were adolescents, and she also can, you know, make fun of my dad in a way, much like the siblings. But I, yeah, I don't know if I could share any of that. I think I might, I think I might feel sort of bad making fun of them, <laughs> especially in this context where I'm basically saying, oh, we make fun of them all together, <laughs> you know, in case my stepmom or my dad listens to this. <laughs> but that's like another element of the sibling is like the united front against the parents. Like that, like ultimately, that's a element of the relationship. <laughs> Is that the case? Do you have you guys? Um, then us it. <laughs> Is it? Are there cases when you've sort of like the sibling group and the parents had? I don't know different perspectives on things, or where you know you had to come to your parents with uh, an idea or a suggestion or or advice or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, we had. <laughs> I see this is going to be a bit dark too. My my uh, one of my brothers is going through a custody battle with his ex-wife and my parents decided to maintain a positive relationship with her so as not to lose contact with their grandchild. Uh but all of us who are siblings made a very different choice uh i.e. to just support my brother in whatever he wanted. And so this, that's kind of interesting. I thought, yeah, I guess it's, you know, siblings first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that your loyalties, there's a very strong loyalty to your brother there. And for whatever reason, your parents are, you know, don't feel the same way. Hmm. Any nicknames, Vanessa? Yes. <laughs> are, you, are you not going to share those with us? Yeah, just I'm going it? to because they're so it's it's so terrible. They're going to be so mad at me. Oh gosh! Uh, so my sister Tawny's nickname was Boomer. That's pretty cool. It, I think it's very cool. She's like, going to hate. That like a Battlestar Galactica character, like yeah, right? It's really badass. Is that the origins? <laughs> Uh, no, I think it was because she banged around on stuff. I don't know. It's, it's really not a creative nickname. Um, and my brother Dusty was Bonzo, which I have no idea where that came from. Mysterious origins. Yes. Jody's nickname was Turk, short for Turkey, naturally. And mine is the most embarrassing, maybe, or the weirdest. Uh, my nickname was Papaluccio. What? <laughs> uh, yes, that was from my weird, weird dad. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember if my siblings had any nicknames for me that they created. Are the origins of Papaluccio like lost in the sands of time? Do you have any idea why he was calling you that? Oh, he likes, he likes sort of gibberish, okay. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird gibberish. It's short for Venezia Papaluccio Papaya. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that actually has your real name in it somewhere, so I can see where that could have got started. 
this make me think making me think that it it is a funny thing about families that it's the one context in which sometimes making fun of someone is a way of indicating that you know you have a close relationship with them and they're part of your in-group rather than a form of bullying i mean it can also i guess mm. go wrong and be a form of bullying but well there's like nowhere so to families... go with siblings it's like yeah. you make fun of them and then they're like you're still the sibling exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i mean it's like yeah you, know, you see we i mean my brother and i also made fun of our parents <laughs> you guys made fun of your parents and it's because but it's you know it's not it's not like it's not necessarily hurtful it can be actually a thing that you do that is a weird way of expressing your affection for the prison, making up ridiculous yes. nicknames for them. Yeah. Totally <laughs> so would you, for people who, cause I've, I've sort of mentioned to other people who have siblings that um, I was going to be doing this, this podcast. And a lot of people, it's something that I hear a lot is that, uh, Oh, I, I do have brothers and sisters, but my relationship with them is really distant um, and it would be nice if I, you know, if we could like get closer, but I don't really know how to do it and it just feels really awkward. So would you have any advice on how to sort of bring yourself closer to your siblings? I don't know. Move call in with them? them. Or, <laughs> <call> them. <laughs> yeah. Move in with them would be a, would be a major one, but you know, it seems, you could just... <laughs> it seemed to work for Daniel, but you know, yeah. What, 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 the, what should they do? I think if you just call them and especially if you, if something is going on in your life and you need to vent or you're feeling hurt, then just call them and share that. And then, you know, the lines will be open again. Yeah. And recognizing that, like, like I said before, that like conflict is a relationship and it, it like, you know, bespeaks the kind of intimacy that you might not have with other humans. And that's like a starting point. If that is like, if there's a bridge to get over or a gap to bridge that like that, that the relationship you have is like worth, like your soul will be happy to explore that. Have you ever uh, found that as, a, as adults, you can sort out stuff that was a conflict when you were kids? Like, can you sort of, have you ever sort of turned to the other person and realized, you know, we're not 10 years old anymore. <laughs> we can actually talk about that thing that happened when we were 10 years old and maybe work through it. I made this embarrassing discovery when I was in my 20s, which was that not everybody wants to live life the way that I want to live life. Sure. And it was this <laughs> huge epiphany. And I realized, oh, that's the source of like 70% of my fights with my younger sister. Just me being overbearing and thinking that she just couldn't figure things out when really she just didn't want to live the same kind of life that I live. So yeah, you 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 grow as a person, and that actually helps you interact with your siblings in some way. Yeah, and you just age and mellow out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that like with time, we've become be we've been able to speak lucidly about um, certain relationships, and it has become funny, or you know, like you know, acknowledge it's we've taken the demons away from that and it's become kind of like something to bring up but then because we're friends as adults we continue to be in relationships with each other and things like new things that we can't talk about grow so it's an organic living <laughs> <That's right>. thing <laughs> new more difficult problems continue to arise <laughs> yes ah. the complicated humans that's exactly do you guys want to ask each other 
together anything, you know, this this opportunity for the youngest and the oldest <laughs> from different families to ask the question, the birth order questions you've always wondered. Does it sound like I have a skewed perspective, Vanessa? No, I actually, it's very interesting because you sound like what I imagine my, you know, the youngest in our family is kind of like. Mm-hmm. So the way you're describing things, I think, oh yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I bet that Tawny, you know, thinks that way about things. Do you um do you often get along with other oldest siblings like out in the world? Like do you like have a moment where you realize, hey, we're all the oldest, like high fives? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm one of those middle siblings, oh, which yes. means, you know, we're just kind of, we could just kind of fade away if we want to. Nothing's really, nothing's really bugging us too much. <laughs> Do you think that you're the peacekeeper of your family? I am not effectively a peacekeeper. <laughs> I... <laughs> I do try. <laughs> okay. So you're not delusional. That's good. <laughs> cool. Okay. So um, uh, where can people find you guys online if they want to uh, learn more about you or <laughs> about your siblings? Oh, see, I'm a Luddite, so I have nothing. I mean, I have an academia.edu <laughs> site, but I okay. think I have nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but Daniel, if you want to, if you want to plug something, um, I wanted to direct attention to an episode of the Imposter Podcast, which is from the Canada Land um, series of podcasts. Um, my brother was trying to get his comics about giving out the metro at subway stations into the metro, and the podcast looked into his like. Uh, attempts to do so and Aliyah Pavani who's the host of that podcast um, analyzed our sibling relationship so um, the imposter uh, you can go to canadaland.com slash the imposter oh that's interesting yeah I'll I'll definitely (laughs) check that out okay well thanks so much to both of you thank you it was fun I hope you like it Jonathan and Elise thanks Nadia And thank you for listening to The Opposite of Lonely. For links and notes from this episode, and to subscribe to this podcast, go to megaphonic.fm slash unlonely. On future episodes, I'll be talking to lots more interesting people on topics like being a non-lonely single lady in the city, long-distance friendships, and more, so stay tuned. If you'd like to respond to something we said on the show, if you have a question, or if you just want to say hi, drop me a line at nadia at megaphonic.fm. I'm Nadia Halim. The Opposite of Lonely is a proud member of the Megaphonic Podcast Network.